Hello, everyone, and welcome to the A2 Life Podcast with James Oney, the Minister of Education and Discipleship at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. I'm your host, Chase Falk, and our desire through this podcast is to equip and encourage people to fulfill the Great Commission by focusing on a lifestyle centered in Acts chapter 2. James. What's up, man? I'm glad you did me first this time. Oh, are you feeling a little left <laughs> out? I'm feeling left out, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Chantel. Hey, Jace. He's uh, felt left out the last couple yeah. weeks when I said your name first. I know, I know, yeah. I know, I but cry, he'll be okay. You know? He'll be all right. All good. He'll be all right. So um, before <laughs> we start on the podcast today, Chantel, there was a story about some coffee that was happening. Yes. <laughs> did you burn some coffee? I did not burn coffee. I set the pot to half a pot, and I only wanted a cup of coffee, and so the coffee was overflowing. So this is what happened. Um, Yeah. I really needed that coffee, too. So So did you drink any of it? I did get me some sips off of it after I cleaned my mess up, but it was not. Sips out of the cup, not off the floor or the. (laughs) It was not enjoyable, though, because I had to clean up first. So, but I did have me a cup of coffee. I needed it. Oh, goodness. Now, are both of y'all, like, major coffee drinkers? Oh, I am. James, I yeah. yeah. I'm not going I'm not say I'm a major coffee drinker. Yeah. Um I like coffee on occasions at certain times. Yeah. Um but I also drink my coffee black as well. Um Lee does that. So, yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm I wouldn't say I'm a major coffee drinker, you know. It's just a conversation piece for me. For sure. That's all it for is. For sure. Yeah. Just like it started this conversation today. Yeah. On the you know? Talking about coffee. You know, I'm do what I can do. I love it. All right. So uh, we are today on the A2 Life podcast continuing uh, discussion that's entitled Race in the Kingdom. And this is our fourth uh, episode specifically of this um, context of conversation and really talking about a lot of different things, the common ground that we have um, in uh, Christ being one, reconciled in Him, coming from Ephesians, uh, really defined the term race. Mm-hmm. are some things that we've talked a lot about and kind of began last week um, understanding the impact of mm-hmm. race. And we yeah. want to talk more today about that impact of uh, this terminology of race. And uh, just looking forward to this conversation. Thankful for all of you that are listening to this and sharing this and uh, hope that it's been helpful. I know it's been helpful uh, for my life personally, and I hope it's been helpful for you as well. And uh, so uh, I guess James just gets going today. Yeah. Um, so we understand that the uh, last time we, well, second episode, I guess, uh, we talked about how race was a, the term race was a social construct mm-hmm. and it was established by people, you know, and um, and it is the breaking of, of people into separate classes or class distinctions, if you will, or categories by one's color, you know. Or ethnicity in that sense, and so um, last week we we spoke about uh, on the third uh, episode we we talked about uh, how uh, how race had this impact. The term race uh, had this impact historically on society, and uh, uh, Chantel, you went through and you um, kind of showed this progression of the impact it had in our culture. And um, uh, one thing that, I, you know, we, we were talking in the lines of uh, blacks, you know, the things that happened and, and so forth and transpired. But uh, even with that, you have uh, Asians, you know, um, back in the 18, uh, what, uh, 50s, 60s? Yeah, yeah. Um, you had uh, uh, 
uh, Asians that migrated to California and, and just America in general, and and you had this um, uh, superiority over another race that was happening as well. And so this terminology uh, has affected not only blacks, but uh, Asians and, and even Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you look at the Holocaust. I mean, you know, you see what, what Hitler did and how he saw them as a inferior race. Um, uh, and it was all because of that, that separation, that, yeah. that terminology too, of, of, of dividing us out and, and not seeing us as one human race mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, and I would even just yeah. add to that, James, that, you know, we even see Jesus dealt with this, you know, in mm-hmm. the Bible. Um, one, you know, one one account specifically comes to mind, and that is of Jesus and the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. Um, when Jesus encounters this woman um, around verse 19, verse 20, um, the Samaritan woman, she said, you know, I perceive that you are a prophet. You know, if you want to go back and gather some context, read verses 1, one, verses one through 18. But she said, I perceive that you are a prophet. She was speaking to Jesus. And um, in verse 20, she stated, our fathers worship in this mountain, mm-hmm. but you, the Jews, say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Yeah. Right. So here we go. We got this distinction, this, this, this distinction amongst people um, right here. So even Jesus, um, this woman automatically categorized him into a separate class um, and everything. So even Jesus, you know, encountered the, the this the race, mm-hmm. ethnicity in the Bible. So um, we can definitely see it, you know, playing out just not even in our modern day contemporary history, but all the way back into biblical accounts as well yeah absolutely and so that brings us you know to today which we're looking at the impact on humanity Mm -hmm. Um, and what do we mean by humanity we we're looking at the value and the self-worth of people Um, you know Genesis talks about how we were made or created in the image of God um, we are image bearers, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's something special. Uh, Psalms talks about how we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Right. And, and so um, uh, if we have value, uh, God placed value on his creation. And if we have value and self-worth, then we, uh, in, in essence, shouldn't have this, uh, I would say, this inferiority of, of I'm not this, I'm not better than because of, uh, you know, I'm a different color a different mm-hmm. ethnicity and and so it affected our our self-worth it, it affected value it affected humanity it, it affected humanity's language yeah yeah it affected his language you know we we uh uh i let you go and talk about the church you know in, in well i mean when james just mentioned you know it affects you know the term race impacting humanity's language. Um, I can just recall a time when James and I, we were visiting a church and, um, you know, had no problems with the church, enjoyed the the worship experience. Our children enjoyed the ministry um, there. Um, and I don't necessarily think that it was, I don't think there were any, there was any harm by this because I'm one that I always like to give individuals the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt um, until otherwise has been shown. But we, at the end of the service, um, we were approached by an individual and he said, you know, you people come back. And, you know, so James mm-hmm. and I, that automatically just kind of signaled to us and just like, okay, you know, what does that mean? So I don't necessarily think it, there, were, there was any, there was harm meant behind 
behind that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's and it's a, it's sad to say that even in our society today that every little word is yeah. almost scrutinized and it's like you have to clarify what you mean by that. And I don't think anything, any harm was meant by this um, and everything. Um, but nonetheless, it just kind of makes you, it, it takes you back for a moment and just makes you think mm-hmm. about, you know, what's what's the idea of you people? Yeah, we, we can see we're different, <laughs> you know, right, yeah. um, and everything, but well, what does that actually mean? So I think it's yeah. about being aware and of, just the language and insensitivity and, and how we say things can come across mm-hmm. um, to other people and everything. So I can just remember that account just kind of vividly that, you know, that we experienced in everything. So, yeah. and, and, you know, um, just for me and, in, in, you know, just growing up in, in, in Panama City, um, I mean, I've had people call me names, you know, and and uh, treated me differently because of of my uh, the melanin in my skin, you right, know, yeah. and so um, uh, it hurt. It did, you know. It, it 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 at times could have damaged my understanding of my identity, you know, and who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know, our God is great, man. And, you know, and, and he, I think he shielded me from a lot of that stuff in yeah. the sense of in, in my mind. Um, but um, I, I, one thing I do want to note is that, you know, there are people in this, we're living in this fallen world mm-hmm. and there are people who see others as inferior and, and, and whatnot. And, but the, the thing is, I don't, I don't necessarily look at you know, that particular person that says everybody's like that. Right. You know, um, because I know it's not, you know, um, just as well as I know that everybody is not, you know, um, going to wear a hood and, and steal and rob and, and so forth, you know, uh, uh, that may be wearing a hood and, and they're going to steal and rob or anything of that nature. One prime example is I was walking one uh, day, we were in a uh, football game. Uh, boys and I, you know, we were rolling and, and so forth, kind of rolling in deep. And uh, <laughs> and so... Uh, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> you know it's just, I, we had a, a lot of folks that was with us, okay. you know. All and right. so right. um, I was, uh, ended up uh, uh, walking with one particular boy because everybody else was on the other side. I'm from Mosley, you know, high school and, and so forth. I already graduated and they were playing Rutherford. It was the biggest, you know, rival, you know, one of our rivals. And so, yeah, man, Rutherford Rams, that's right. And so um, I remember walking and I had a white towel and a Wu-Tang shirt on, you know. Uh, some of y'all probably don't know what Wu-Tang is, but, you know, it was a big old rap group that was a lot of folks. But anyway, and I had my Wu-Tang shirt on and I had um, uh, my uh, uh, white towel. For some reason, that was the end thing, you know, you wear a white towel. And so we had that. I was walking and, and the cop stopped me and said, uh, y'all can't go over there. You know, I'm like, why? You know, we're just going over there to walk and, and whatnot. And, and he looked at me. He says, what are with those colors? You know, and I'm like, hey, I just put this on. You know, <laughs> there's nothing with the colors. But I know every cop is not like that. You, you, mm-hmm. you, you feel what I'm saying? So, um, yes, I had negative experiences, but also had positive experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think of... Um, you know, when Chantel and I brought our family here to Ridgecrest, uh, uh, man, I remember just first the church was massive, you know, it was just big, you know, and we're walking up. And the first face I see, and I would never forget, is Jerry Segrist. And Jerry Segrist, he, he, he doesn't 
say, hey, you people or anything. I mean, he literally, he welcomes us and he yeah. shows us yeah. this unbelievable love, yeah. you know. And, and not only that, once we got beyond those doors, everybody else started to show the yeah. same, you know, the thing, you know, uh, that love. And, and, and it continues to this day. And we thank God for that mm-hmm. because there are churches, there are pl- uh, places out there that people are, are, are they, they represent the kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a good thing. Um, another incident, uh, or I should say incident, uh, but another th- positive thing, it was a guy, um, uh, I was at, uh, Baptist College of Florida, and we were doing a preaching thing, and we it was like a circuit type preaching thing, and we had to. Uh, it was uh, if you wanted to be a part of it, you could. So uh, I was like, hey, I I I go, you know, and so we went through um, uh, some of Alabama, then in Georgia, mainly in Georgia, and it was this particular place in Georgia, and uh, a guy by the name of Huey went with us. He was the maintenance guy there. Um, at Baptist College of Florida, and um, he drove us, thank God, because uh, I don't know if I could have survived if somebody else drove. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we uh, got there and whatnot, and um, I'm the only black that's there. And, uh, I mean, this is like a, I mean, in South Georgia, you know, like a, you know, and so, um, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm cool. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm, re- I'm trying to go over my sermon in my head, you know, and everything else, not knowing different churches may not accept a black, you know, um, and so uh, Huey uh, told one of the guys. He said, "I'm gonna go with James, and, and just to make sure he's okay, you know." And uh, and I I thank God for that, you know. Yeah. And the church I preached at was oh man it was fantastic. It was it was beautiful, you know. They showed me love, uh, regardless of of my skin tone. Um, so there are positives uh, that are uh, positive people that are out there mm-hmm. and, and everything else. Yeah. And something that I would just, you know, add to that is that James and I, you know, our experience, especially those negative experiences, we get those negative experiences on both sides, you know, from not, you know, just from some whites, but also from blacks as well. I mean, we've been asked countless number of times, you know, or if we invite someone to church, you know, what church do you go to? And we say, oh, we attend Ridgecrest um, Baptist Church um, and everything. That's what we serve um, in ministry. And especially when we say that to a black individual, it's we get the side eye, you Mm -hmm. know, we get the big eyes like they're so shocked. Um, But it's so important for us is that we are, you know, some of our closest friends are not our skin color, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, It's important for us to make sure that we have diversity um, in our relationships. Um, I can remember just a few months ago, our youngest son turned one. And my dad came down for his. (laughs) Yes, if you were wondering, the youngest son, um, his name's Timothy. But he call we call him Tootsie Bootsie. I do call him Tootsie Bootsie. <laughs> Not just you. I call him Tootsie Bootsie now, Chantel. But my dad came down and um, for his birthday party. And my dad, you know, he and I, we were talking a couple weeks ago. He said, Chantel, you know what? Just walking into your house. I could sense that you guys are just happy, you know? And he said, but not only that, you guys just walking in there, there was such a diverse group of people 
around you. He's like, that's just really neat for you guys to be able to surround yourself by people that just that don't look like you um, and everything. So it's really important, I think, for James and I to, to have that diversity, but also at the same time to make sure that our children have that diversity in their relationships mm-hmm. um, with people as well. So we've had, you know, you know, negative and positive experiences um, in everything. We've had some crazy things said to us um, in everything. But I think it's always important is that even when we have those negative experiences, when we are grounded in God's word and we know who we are, um, those negative experiences, we, yeah, we may be, you know, feel some kind of way, um, and everything, but at the end of the day, we know who we are in Christ, That's right. you know, so I don't need anybody telling me otherwise because we spend time in God's word and we know who we are. Um, and that's just one thing that I would just, you know, especially to the believers that are out there is that, you know, we cannot allow our ethnicity, mm-hmm. our race, um, whatever to be placed above Christ. When we put the moment we put those things above Christ, what we have essentially established is an idol in our life. And guess what? Yes, you will be easily offended when you put those things above Christ. So always make sure who you are is grounded through the lens of scripture. Okay. Um, So that that's one thing that I definitely would like to add to that. Yeah. Let me ask this. Let's talk for a second on the negative experiences a little mm-hmm. bit further. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that there there are feelings mm-hmm. that come with the negative mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. And that obviously for you guys, being in the context of understanding your identity in Christ helps you through that. Let's talk for a second, though, just about for the person that's not grounded in Christ yeah. and those negative experiences. Like, mm-hmm. what is that feeling for a person that on a white side of the table that have never felt that Mm -hmm. like what is that feeling how does it make someone feel if there is some sort of you people comment Mm -hmm. or like that kind of thing i I mean i think i think there's anger um i think there's rage Mm -hmm. um i think there are a lot of ungodly emotions that come when we hear certain comments mm-hmm. um and, and it's and it's hard to i and i think a lot of times when we if for it makes you want to respond in a fleshly manner mm-hmm. okay it makes you want it it does create an emotional response yeah. but one thing about our emotions are we don't know how our emotions will respond so yeah. they can come out through language they can come out through something maybe physical and that's when we have to really be in a, I think in a position to be able to check ourselves yeah. um, and to check the emotions that we're feeling at that particular yeah. time yeah I, I think too um, what we have a tendency to do and and I can even speak on on the side of not being filtered in Christ because at one point that mm-hmm. you know that was me but uh, building walls up yeah separation. You know, um, even more dividing walls. Um, I don't want to be around. You know, if you're going to see me like this and not see me as a person, um, I'm building a wall. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to trust you. 
um, and, and so forth. So it, it builds walls. Um, and, and we already established, too, already in, in the previous podcast that the enemy divides. Yeah, yeah. He builds those walls. And I think, too, we have to make a conscious effort mm-hmm. that even when we have negative remarks thrown at us, if you have negative remarks thrown at you, I think it's really about making a conscious effort. And honestly, I'm like this. Consider the source. Yeah. You know, there is something that's behind someone that is driving them to, res- to 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 say things um, that honestly they may not ordinarily say. Right. Um, but always consider the source. And when you consider that the ultimate source is Satan, you know yeah. what? You can't look at that individual and be angry and upset with that individual. No, I don't like what you say it, but at the same time, I am not going to allow my, my, my feelings, my emotions to be directed at you because I realize there is something behind you that's driving you to, you know, say certain things. So, yeah. Let me ask this still on negative. One more question on this. And then I want us to jump to the positive, but in our current climate and Mm -hmm. in our context, Mm -hmm the reality of the negative experiences in the South for some families Mm -hmm. is the case. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as a white family grew up a certain way for their entire life. Mm -hmm. And this has just kind of been the way things were viewed or the way Mm -hmm. things were seen. Chantel, you shared with me one time about where you grew up and how things are still very divided Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And so speak to a second to the listener out there that that's the case like mm-hmm. their families that way and there's an inner heart for them you know not to be that way mm-hmm. but they're having to filter all this through the lens of this is just the way i've grown up so mm-hmm. speak to for a second for somebody listening to help them understand okay how do i how do i make sure i shift my mind away mm-hmm. from the way and then even to the extent how do i talk to a how do I talk to my parent, my yeah. mom, my, 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 my older parent that's, mm-hmm. you know, of a generation that that was just the, I mean, right or wrong, yes. it was the reality mm-hmm. of the context even worse than where we are right mm-hmm. now. So speak to that for a little bit on the negative side. I would say this, you know, as far as parents go, um, you, you have to tread lightly, to be honest with you, because um, on both sides of the spectrum, because of, um, of the fact that some of them, even our grandparents, have been through the, uh, a time yeah. that uh, we have just we we experienced some of it, but not to the depth of what they've experienced. Because they walked through the 1950s yes, and absolutely. 1960s, so right. their experiences make their perspective totally different right. than ours. Right, right. And 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 the wounds are deep. Yeah. yeah, and and it hurts. Just think about this: you have someone telling you that you are basically nothing yeah i mean you you, i mean you you're used and abused or whatever it may be yeah and you're nothing yeah and um uh it 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 does something to the psyche it does and so um and and the only thing that can heal that is jesus Mm -hmm. you know and i'm not saying that once you come to know christ everything is good and you know oh it's gone you still got to deal with that yeah you know it's an ongoing thing it's always going to the cross always Mm -hmm. going to the cross so it'll be a little bit uh it'll be a challenging however i think it's conversations that need to be held you know in in the homes but with grace and with uh 
humility and and um, just you know understanding you know on on their part um, uh, because uh, you know things cycle through we we seen things happen you know in in other families or, or just say you know grandparents experience something great grandparents experience something is trickled on down you know you you, you tell your kids don't trust you know yeah. don't do that you know whatever it may right, be right. and so um uh it's it's deep it's yeah. deep yeah and you know one thing that i would say you know in that question that you asked is that you know you your parents may have grown up and they may have taught you certain things regarding in the, regarding blacks they may have taught you certain things that are not scripture um However, as an adult, and I'm speaking to the adult, you have a responsibility to honor God's word above all this. I understand what your parents may have taught, but you have a responsibility because you think Mm -hmm. about it. When we stand before God, you're not going to be saying, (laughs) you know, well, my mom and my daddy taught me this. No, (laughs) Jesus is going, he's asking about you. So you have a responsibility in that to change. And the hope is that the door will be open for you to speak with parents, your parents regarding that. It just kind of puts me in the mind because we talked about in episode one, a lot about the Jew and Gentile. Mm -hmm. Okay. It puts me in the mind of, um, Peter, when God told Peter to go to Cornelius house and he told him, don't you call unclean that which I have called clean. Okay. So it's this idea of that, you know, we are all of the human race. Okay. Therefore, in doing that, God, the, everyone that God has created in his image, being an image bearer of, of, of his, we have a responsibility to uphold in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely say don't be focused on mom and dad, although you grew up that way. But definitely you have a responsibility to scripture, to, to God's word yeah. alone above any and everything else. Yeah. Right. So. But I love the, uh, the thought of just having the conversations, yeah. like mm-hmm. opening up yeah. Yeah. that Absolutely. opportunity to talk. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things that has stood out to me in our preparation for all this is that that's the case on both sides of mm-hmm. the, of the yeah. situation. Yep. You've Absolutely. shared with me about how you grew up and the way mm-hmm. things were specifically portrayed towards mm-hmm. whites. And the mm-hmm. same could be said on, on a white, uh, my side towards blacks, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's something that a conversation on both sides Absolutely. and treading yeah. lightly. I yeah. love how you said that James of, uh, but understand, like listening well, not yeah. coming in with an agenda Absolutely. to yeah. change something yeah. that has so hurt for so long, yeah. mm-hmm. but trying to understand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, let's close by doing this. Let's flip to the positive side because it's always good to flip yeah. there oh, yeah. and, 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 <laughs> and end on the positive note. But what go back for me for just a minute and in the positive experiences that y'all have had that it, because of the impact of this terminology of race in those positive experiences, just sum up in a few words, the way, what, or what was it that was so positive about the experience? Are you mm-hmm. with me? Like yeah. Yeah, just sum that up for us so that I think anybody listening can understand uh, this is, this is the way I should, I mean, this is like the, the, the way that I need to approach this. This is the way that I need to be viewing this. This is the mm-hmm. way, uh, I need to kind of walk in this. Yeah. yeah. 
You can go. You go first. Okay. Well, I, you know, I think for me and just my my positive experiences, um, and I, I would say that I ha- I've had many, um, but some of the things that come to my mind um, real quickly is the idea of just being open to relationship, um, open to knowing and people that are not like me, um, that have different perspectives and experiences. Um, I think those are some of the things that really kind of stick out to me. I, I, I love people. I love being around people. Most people know that I'm an extra, I can talk to anybody, you know? Um, and the idea of being able to sit down with people and for them to hear me. Um, I, I, and I would say this, like some of my closest friends, I get one girl comes to mind just real quickly. She can sit down and she can ask me any question about black. It doesn't matter, but I appreciate that. You know, if she yeah. has a misconception yeah. that she's like, help me understand this. Yeah. I absolutely love the idea that she can come and sit down. We can get up and then we can still laugh and just have yeah. a good time right. with one another because she's making a genuine effort right. um, to just to get to, to know more. Yeah. Um, if she's confused about something and those things happen on a number of occasions. Um, so the idea of being open to experiences and perspectives from different people have been really great for me. Um, And I definitely appreciate those things. Uh, For me, I would say authentic relationship. And what I mean by that is the fact that I'm treated with Mm self-worth and love. And I mean, and it's, and it shows it's not fake. Mm -hmm. It's, genuine yeah right. and um and you know when yeah. somebody genuinely loves and yeah. cares for you you know you absolutely. can you can feel that absolutely absolutely yeah. and, and you know i can just i i just kind of think back to my time back home in preparation to move to a place where we didn't know what we were going to do in a sense uh uh god was calling us um and moving to uh, BCF mm-hmm. and, and just experiencing the love people had for us yeah. and my, you know, my family. Um, I mean, it was unbelievable, man. And, and then and then trying to find a church and coming here mm-hmm. and experiencing that same thing. And uh, I, I'm just, you know, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love when people are genuine and, 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 and I'm not afraid to talk, you know, about these issues. Yeah. Um, I know some people they can get upset and heated and, and things of that nature and and uh, but uh, uh, I'm not trying to sound any kind of way but I, God has grown me to a, a place where um, people say I'm in a good headspace you know it's, it's in a sense of um, man I, I just I love talking about this because I love like you said just having that conversation mm-hmm. and opening mean, open with people. Um, of, of different ethnicities than us and um, you know it's it's a joy to do that and I think that's what the kingdom is all about yeah, yeah. you know um, and you know one thing even thinking about that one thing that just comes to mind is just that even when you know I work with students every single day and if there's a new student and that student doesn't necessarily know who I am it's like okay where can I find her at my colleagues don't say 
oh, the black girl right there, the black mm-hmm. woman right there. Oh, come on, let me take you. Let me introduce you to her. And or they may point me out, but they said, oh, she's the tall one and she has on this is and the other. It's never about the color of my skin, yeah. you know, and that definitely indicates to me worth and that they're they're not indicating anything about my skin tone but they're saying that this is who she is or she has on this or she's the tall one or that this is where her office is located at and i think those things are really neat when you're not necessarily identified you know now sometimes you need some identification markers like that um but um just just knowing that you know that the emphasis is not on that and i think so so often the emphasis is often placed on that, that we lose sight of so many other things, yeah. Yeah. you know, when it comes to, to people, mm-hmm. um, when we place so much emphasis on that. Yeah. And I think Christ, I know we're getting ready to wrap up, but I think Christ exemplified that great because you mentioned the Samaritan woman. He went out his, I mean, he went straight yeah. to the Samaritan He said woman. he needed to yeah. go through yeah. Samaria. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was building that bridge. And usually there. the Jews would do everything they could to avoid Samaria. They would go around out the gold longer, (laughs) you know, but he he told disciples, I need to go to Samaria. And then he sent the disciples on their way so he could handle what he needed to do. (laughs) Yeah. Because we are one. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. You know? And so guys, as we're wrapping this up today, what this has been fun. I mean, just, just kind of a moment of just real talk as far as like kind (laughs) of, I mean, all of this and the impact, and uh, it's important for us to really think, uh, I think, for those that are listening and, and myself and all of us in the room uh, is processing, okay, we've heard the impact on humanity. Now, where does that fall in line for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the impact been like in my life? Thinking mm-hmm. about the way that I was raised, thinking about even the conversations that have had with family members to, you know, as we'll jump in next week and Mm -hmm. talk about the impact on the home of where we're moving to to have these conversations Mm -hmm. uh, in our home. And so I'd encourage you all that are listening today just to really um, take some time to reflect on the terminology of race Mm -hmm. and how that um, impact has influenced you to this point to then in turn uh, begin thinking as we continue this conversation of really what are you doing about it Mm -hmm. and how are you kind of filtering that through scripture transitioning the identity that's found in all that in christ versus the circumstances or the things of this world um, to really move forward uh, to handle this uh, in a way that honors the lord and so um james chantel anything last thoughts no i don't have anything i think it's just you know your identity is found in christ i think that's important for us to keep in mind absolutely that's awesome and next podcast mm-hmm. we'll have a special guest with us that's right that's right one of the four <laughs> only boys not tootsie bootsie not tootsie bootsie no caleb right yep caleb yeah. caleb's gonna come and hang out with us on the next podcast as we think about the impact of this terminology of race on the home and so again thank you all for listening today and we do encourage you if you haven't listened to the first the other episodes in this uh, specific topic on race in the kingdom to go back and check those out. And as always, if you wouldn't mind uh, sharing this podcast, it allows other people to experience it as well and give us a review and subscribe to our channel. We'd love for that. Just lets, just allows us to have uh, other people to uh, be able to listen and experience uh, what you're experiencing as God's guiding 
this conversation. And as we wrap up on the A2 Life podcast, thinking about our mission here at Ridgecrest of reaching the lost, building the believer, and connecting the people of God to the mission and purpose of God, I want to encourage you to think about who are you reaching, how are you being built up to in turn build up others, and then thirdly, how are you connecting to the mission and purpose of God. Again, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening and being a part of this podcast today with James Oney, the Minister of Education and Discipleship at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. Our desire through the A2 Life podcast is to equip and encourage people to fulfill the Great Commission by focusing on a lifestyle centered in Acts chapter 2. If you have more questions or desire to talk to someone more about making disciples and what that looks like here at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, you can reach out to our church office, email one of us. We would love to have those conversations with you in the days ahead. We look forward to more of what God's going to do as we focus on a life centered in Acts chapter 2.